can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Man, fuck this Everybody shit. say fuck this shit. Man, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Back to the Fuck This Shit Podcast. This your boy Dre. Back again. I got my boy Freeze in the building with me today. What's happening? It's going down, my guy. You know what I'm saying? This is my nigga first time on the Fuck This Shit Podcast. If if you've been with some of the other content, this ain't your first time seeing my boy though. You know yeah, for sure, for sure. Check me out. Well, nigga, just, <laughs> we start the podcast the same way each and every time. That's we thank these niggas for taking the time out to listen to this motherfucker because we already know life be life in. So taking time out to making us a part of your life is, I guess that means you like us. A pretty big deal, man. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, if you ain't already done it, man, go ahead and click the link in the show description. You know what I'm saying? You can follow all the social media platforms, all that good stuff. You can become a subscriber for about $5. You get the episodes a day early. You get the video episodes with it. You don't get ads in the episodes. And I, just to be honest, I love you more than other people. Just <laughs> to keep real, imagine you in a strip club. And it's a girl up there throwing that ass. And it's some motherfuckers throwing ones. And then there's some other people in the club. Everybody keeping the club open. But you don't think she loved the one throwers a little more? Just a little, that's all I'm saying. Hey. You sex are great. I'm not, <laughs> hey, I'm not getting in on your little scenario there. I'm not judging them. Y'all, y'all keep stripping. Keep, keep dropping that thing with maximum efficiency. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to tip you, but somebody is. One love. Let's keep it See? <laughs> Some of y'all is freezes. <laughs> I'm, bro, I'm married, bro. I'm married, bro. I don't got no, I don't got no business. I don't got no business in there. That shit funny. I'm just playing. If y'all, see me, if y'all see me in there, y'all better speak, man. Pull up on your boy. We be in there going crazy, man. Check us out at Red River in Texas next year. Holla at your boy. <laughs> hey, bro. We definitely gonna be in that thing. We gonna year, be in Red River next year, going crazy. But yeah, let's get it, hey, bro. Yeah, we are gonna get right into it, bro. You had asked me. Um, you had asked me uh, something about what happened the other day. Oh, I had told you about that drink that I had drank, and then also the podcast is probably wondering why the fuck they didn't get an episode on Monday or Tuesday like they were supposed to. And uh, I think all of that is uh, it gets this. What what, what drink are you talking about? Let's hold on. Nigga story time. Real nigga story time. Shout out my nigga Keys. My nigga just had a birthday too. Hey, happy birthday, my boy. You remember when I told you I drank that 250 milligram THC drink? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been waiting for this story. And you was like, tell me about what happened. And I was like, I will. So basically, I get the drink. And 
one thing about me is that edibles don't ever really hit me that hard. That's what they all say. Do they do? And they have. I've always had like one or two experiences. I either eat way too much, or I don't eat enough to really feel it. And I definitely don't know what dosage looks like, really. You know what I'm saying? So, like, 250 milligrams didn't mean shit to me. I'm going to be honest like, with you. I was you. like, go ahead. I'm going to be honest. That's because they're not real, man. It's, like, it's so difficult to pinpoint it. And, like, you would like to believe that people who are making these uh, edibles and drinks and what the gummies and whatnot are really getting the testing needed to tell you exactly how much is in there. But, I mean, just think about it. Could you guarantee that the exact same amount of sugar or butter went into a slice of cake as each piece? You could never do it. Fuck no. Because it's just not the way it works. And that edibles in, in any in drinks, all that stuff is the same way. Well, unfortunately. So I guess you could take that to mean that if it says 250 milligrams, it's not necessarily 250 milligrams, but it's like this is supposed to be a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. That's like you, the average person was supposed to take like 10 sips out of that over time. Well, see, check it. Time. I peeped that after I did some investigation because when I opened the can, right. I was like, damn, that's a crazy lid that's on there. Like I've never seen a can. Mm-hmm. With like, like it's like a black plastic lid that like slides into the can. I was like, this is unique. Okay. As I'm looking at it, I'm like, it's a resealable top. Like you can reseal this. That was my first inclination that this is not a single serving. But you ain't listen. But let's be real. I'm not a single serving type of nigga. You, go. you know what I'm saying? So I get on Reddit. Like a real I'm one. like, how high am I going to get? Do a little research. If I consume 250 milligrams. What do they say? What do they say? The res- results vary. Right. On a lot of things, right? It was niggas. It, no one said it's not going to fuck you up. There were some people who were like, I was like that cop who thought that his wife and him were going to die on the brownies. And there were some people who were like, I did that shit and tried to go to work and I was fucking up and all kinds of other shit. But I mean, at the end of the day, I survived. You 100% be slumped off that. So I'm thinking like, you know, I'm not doing shit tonight. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to probably just go to sleep. Like, worst case scenario, I pass out. And to be honest, my G, that was about it. That's not that's not that bad. The thing is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I woke up, it was it was still there. Yeah, it was still like, it was like, blasted. Bro. It was like, I woke up thinking I was going to be sober. And I can't, I wish I could actually play this as a soundbite, but I don't want to get copyrighted. 
But imagine you wake up thinking this is going to be you in your regular life. But instead, you're actually Deborah Cox singing to the high that is ever present over you. Talking about how did you get here? Boy was confused. Woke up confused. Look at you. Because the last time I spoke was last night. Right, right. <laughs> right. Confused. Whole mind confused. Like, wait, am I? Am I? Wait a minute. Nigga. Yeah, I told you. And I, it was manageable as fuck. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I can't do shit. But then that night when I had to come do the podcast, bro, like. The level of, I just couldn't turn it on. Can't I did like 30 minutes of podcast and I felt like I was sitting here the whole time. Like, so y'all see that Chris Rock? <gasps> you put out a, you didn't want to, you didn't want to release a week show, huh? That's lit at bro. I ain't do That's nothing with it. Sound like. Sound Straight like you about to release the week show. Yeah, I ain't mad at you, bro. You gotta protect the brand, bro. Don't do that. Don't do that. But yeah, bro, you you'll have, you know, what I'm saying you have some interesting times on. Like it was some, uh, it was actually some people on the boat with us that hit some at one of the one of the beaches that we went to. Um, oh man, I don't know. We you we didn't talk about it, but we'll get to it. But you know, what I'm saying I just got back from a cruise. You know, what I'm saying shout out to Carnival. You know, what I'm saying. Um, if they ever want me to mention them again, they'll pay me. They need to send me a check. Real talk. Um, but, but other than that, but yeah, so we uh, we actually went to one of the little uh, excursion beaches. Like if you ever been, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we pull up to one. It was one of the little all inclusive all day joints where you know what I'm saying they bring you drinks. The whole the whole thing is about you know what I'm saying keeping your kids busy because they got all this ocean fun stuff to play on and keeping you drunk. That's their whole mission. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Um, but we out there and we noticed it's like some, some people from the boat and they take some, you know what I'm saying? They take some edibles. You know what I'm saying? It's a couple. I promise you, bro. We was at the beach for four or five hours. If we was there, if we was there five, buddy slept for four hours and 45 minutes on my mama, bro. It was crazy. I'm like, is bro really like he really like is he really gonna sleep the whole time? Like his his shorty, his wife, excuse me, his wife, she woke up. Funniest thing, they was right next to us, so like we could hear everything. You know what I'm saying? We should we was actually sharing a little uh little waiter dude was serving the whole row. So yeah. he he comes by. She she wakes up like and it's like almost suddenly kind of she's like, oh, she's like startled. She looks around, she's like, excuse me, um, could you pass me that menu? And I'm like yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? I pass in the menu. You know what I'm saying? She looks for like two seconds, closes the menu, starts looking for the dude, starts looking for the dude. I promise you, bro. She sat there nodding off for like five minutes till he walked back over there. He walks by. She's like, she ordered some like, like some little garlic shrimp tacos or something. Bro brings it, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Bro brings it back in like, you know what I'm saying? A, a, a normal amount of time, time, about five, seven minutes. He come back with a little taco. Bro, she maxes these tacos and goes right back to sleep. 
I'm sitting next to her like, so I know how much I paid to be here. There's no way I'm sleeping through this. Especially if they're going to keep bringing me drinks. We bring, we drinking, and like, bro, we drinking crazy stuff. We, we, we almost felt the way at first when we first got there because he brought us 40s, you know what I'm saying? We, we, it was me and another homie. That, and what, wait, you know, what? Yeah, he brought us 40s, you know what I'm saying? They were sold, on. so. They was what? A soul. You know what I'm saying? If it was an yeah, OE, if it was an OE, I would have felt the way. It was Caribbean 40s. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for the Caribbean homies, you know what I'm saying? We was getting it in. What was he that giving the white dudes? Was they bringing the white men old fashions? No, nah, no. Nah, nah. All the homies, everybody that ordered a beer got a soul. Like, you couldn't even get a smaller beer. That was the the smallest beer they had. Okay, okay. So y'all ordered 40s. So they didn't nah. treat you like niggas. You nah. are niggas. No, nah. no. Nah. Everybody's but, niggas. But wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> when you go Let there, me... everybody's niggas. Let me tell you something real fast, Freeze. This is a little side note, and I'm going to let you get right back to your story. Because yeah, this is something yeah. I had to learn. Yes, sir. Because I'm trying to get better at the social media. I'm trying to post more. I'm trying to make clips of the podcast so that people can really get an essence of what this is about. You know what I'm saying? On some promotion shit. More respect the brand. These motherfuckers can't say that it's hate speech when I say nigga because I'm a nigga. And if I'm going to be honest with you, I feel a little hate speech upon when some Chinaman from TikTok tells me that I can't say nigga. After everything my people been through, I should be able to say as many niggas as I want on whatever social media platform that I want. And shouldn't nobody else be able to tell me that? I don't say shit about them spying on us through their little social media apps and they snake little Goodyear balloons through this motherfucker. I don't care. We don't talk about it on FTS. We leave the Chinese the fuck alone. But when I say nigga on TikTok, oh, your video's been muted, that's garbage. It's garbage and fuck them. I would just anyway. put the I would put the overlay on there. <laughs> I wouldn't say Which, nigga. But it would say nigga. You know what I'm saying? Was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you feel me knocking, let me in, my nigga. For real. If I wouldn't say it, but it would definitely say nigga. Shit. Well, listen. Back to your back to your cruise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it though. But we out there, we was out there chilling, we was parlaying, we was we was kicking it on the beach. Drinking and it was just 40s. funny. It was just drinking 40s with the homies, you feel me? But it just cracked me up to watch people sleep through a whole vacation fucking around on some edibles, bro. That's funny to me. That is funny to me. Bro, because that's part of their vacation. For niggas who like live regular lives and they just be like going to work, watching their kids, shit like that or whatever, being able to go somewhere, take an edible and not care about the fact that they might fall asleep for four hours. That would, bro, listen, we, when we was leaving, we asked a couple questions and that is definitely what they said. They said back home, we got some children and we don't be getting time to take naps. The children be keeping us up. So when we get a chance, we catch the disease. I wasn't even mad at them. I wasn't even mad at them. I was like, catch the nap then. Catch the nap. I'm sorry for asking you questions right now. I'm going to let you get back to your nap. You hear me? Hey, I'm not judging. I I, I was like, I feel you. I feel you. I'm saying, especially they said they got young, they got two young kids too. I said two two kids under under three, I think. Something like that. Under two, under three, something like that. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, like, uh, the cruise is fire, man. The cruise is fire. Thanks for asking, Dre. You're welcome, bro. <laughs> uh, I've been, I've been, I, the, I, I think the, the, the FTS viewers, listeners, depending on how much money you have, you know what I'm saying? Because, because if you're poor, you're just listening. <laughs> no, I'm just. And <laughs> hey, we appreciate y'all. Though. I appreciate you. I do. Let me. Y'all know. Y'all know it's jokes. Um, but. <laughs> Since I've been having Xavier on this motherfucker a little bit more, you know, they know there's been more of a heavier sports component to the podcast. You know what I'm yep. saying? But we've been clear with them from the jump that we would really steer more t- towards the dramatics. We're not really here. That, Cause that's what power sports is the narrative. Uh, and also if you give motherfuckers a bunch of money and just watch what they'll do, <laughs> it'll definitely be worth watching. That's, that's, more, that's more often sure. than not. It definitely showed um, where they came from. So uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we do a little, we do a little FTS follow up on uh, on my nigga John Morant to to start shit off. Uh, quick summary on the on the John Morant shit. You know, yeah, John know, had the incidents uh, at his house. Uh, that was the one with the little the little boy, with seventeen year old. Heard respect. Uh, Threw the ball at him. They get into a fight. He goes inside, gets the gun, comes back outside, whatever, whatever. There's another incident that I didn't talk about on here with like a security guard at a mall because his mom's like at a finish line and then has a issue at the finish line on some dumb shit. So then she like calls Ja. So him and the homies pull up to finish line on some rowdy shit and then threaten the security guard and the police come and then like whatever. Um, then there's the shit outside the Pacers facility, um, where they were pointing the guns at the training staff. Allegedly, all of this is alleged. Most of this is allegedly. They were pointing lasers, lasers, yeah. Um, then there's I feel like there's something else that happens in between there, something small, whatever. But then basically, there's the the strip club uh, joint. I mean, the strip club joint is like the, the that that's the last thing I feel like uh, when he when he has the pistol in the, in the in the video. He ends up getting an eight game suspension, um, but they say in the, all the games he's miscount, so he'll be back like next week Monday. So so what what exactly was this suspension for? Conduct detrimental to the league for having his so, for for videotaping himself with his gun in the club is that with his pistol in the club? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't even know. I don't even know how you feel about that part because I haven't talked to you. How do you feel about that? Uh, it does not sound like this establishment went out of their way to make sure that everyone in there did not have a firearm. So, if the establishment was okay with Jai having his firearm in there, I don't see why I would have a problem with it. Um. Okay, so and this is and this is the thing, right? And I, I I genuinely believe this. I think it's really hard for black people in particular to look at how the league wants to do business because it's still like majority white owners dealing with majority black players. But I also feel like in a way 
we don't give the league enough credit for like how vastly different they are from their counterparts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that the NBA don't have some bullshit in it, but I'm saying that like the difference between the way the NBA treats the players and the way the NFL treats the players is literally night and day. Agree. Agree. My, my, and I, go ahead, go ahead. My bad, go ahead. And I say that to say, no, you're good. I say that to say, in this instance, I feel like we want to buck against the idea that as a public facing brand, there's like conduct rules for the people. Like, basically, what I'm saying is the NBA is still Josh's job. And if his job is like, we don't want you flashing pistols in the club on your social media. Then like dims the rules. I can feel and that. That's not like uh even if even if that lies within a gray area of we don't want you acting an ass on your social media. I agree with that. My point was more um towards the establishment that allowed that. Um I don't know the last time that you've been to a club like that or a gentleman's club or what have you. Um, but they, I mean, they they get pretty personal with you when you go in there, man. Yeah, that's you come in but, there. But what happened is, is a superstar walked through that door. A whole bunch of money walked through that door. And they was willing to, to compromise their rules in order to, to let him in. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that he shouldn't have got suspended. I feel the, the NBA, for, they got to Come on, bro. They can't let a young star who's literally one of the faces at the moment because the young kids, they love him, bro. Like his fan base are younger kids. Yeah. Because that's what he represents in, in the NBA right now. The young, new upstart, real fun, real fast. Like, so all the kids who think they fast, they all want to be, they want to do the stuff they see Ja do. And so, like, I get why they did that. That makes perfect sense to me. And it's ignorant, in my opinion, on his part. Like, bro, like, all right, bro, like, we know you got a gun, bro. Like, that's cool. Everybody in here got a gun. So if we all got our guns, why you got why you gotta show yours? Because I'm sure he wasn't the only player in that club. They let them all in. There's I'm sure. They probably yeah, had yeah, cats in the sure. entourage who ain't players who had straps on them in the club. But like yeah. I I was I only saw a, a little small snippet. I'm not sure. But like he was like holding it all dainty and shit. That shit was that shit. Was, I was like that ain't even gangster, my boy. Like he, he held that bitch like cheddar Bob. Like you know what I'm saying. Like, he was like he like I got my like what you doing, bro? Like like and was it purple? Was the pistol purple or am I tripping? Right. Because the way he was holding it, like if it made it look purple. Listen, the way he was holding it, if it was purple, I wouldn't have been surprised. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was holding it with two fingers and shit. Like, he had just pulled it out of a purse. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't... Nothing about the video was gangster to me. No, I'm going to be honest with you. Nothing but, about that video was gangster, gangster to me. So, so here's my thing, right? Have you seen the videos that they had a jaw drinking? Uh-uh. Like him, like, chugging Casamigos bottles and shit? Uh-uh. So... That's some tequila? Yeah. Okay. My you, know, you drink tequila. You, I don't drink tequila like that. Are you a racist for for assuming that, or are what? you just you just geographically aware? No, I'm just, just culturally that, competent. 
You know, first, I just got back from. Where is the line between racist stereotype and cultural competence? First of all, I just got I just got off of a cruise, so I know that there are only certain places in the world where you can grow an agave plant, which is the main component in tequila. So. Uh, I had so like a, I like a seventy five cruise. I had a seventy five twenty five. People be trying to get drunk, bro. You don't want to go on a tour of a tequila factory when you go on a cruise. Think about it. Yes, exactly. Free shots. They be like, "Oh, you want to try this? You want to try?" It? They got flavors. They got different. Boy, they put That's you on some. Fuck yes, actually. You'll be like, "Oh my goodness, I am drunk and it is eleven thirty, and I'm loving it." Thank God this thank God this old lady over here in this shack is selling these delicious tacos. I'm scared to get I'm scared to get drunk off tequila in Mexico, bro. I feel like I'm gonna get racist real fast. Listen, like not 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 like hatred racist. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? All of a sudden I'm gonna develop a, a Mexican accent I don't really have. Bro, they friendly racist too, bro. So don't just you know what I'm saying? it's cool. It's cool. The, the Mexican homies be friendly racist too, bro. It's cool. <laughs> they be hustling us, we be hustling you know them. It's cool, bro. Like it's a it's a partnership. About- hey, <laughs> don't don't hit them with that, boy. Then they'll get live with you. You might get a free bottle or something if you do that. Bruh, they keep pouring them. They keep pouring them. All those oh, places that I've been to have been very, very excited to share whatever they wanted to share. So, like, in those places, uh, because it'd be in Mexico, it, it normally it'd be tequila. And then when we went to, to the DR, it was this stuff called Mama Juana. That junk. Boy. Boy. It'll get you right. It's like a yeah. mixture of, like, rum and... Yeah, that's say that's that uh, mama wanna cause it make it make mama wanna yo. Know, that's how the lady described it to us when we first we was like, what's this? Cause like they they have like it's it's the one of the main exports for uh for the DR. So they're mm-hmm. like they got whole like little um displays for it. And we was like, yo, what's this display? My my me and my brother in there. He's like, what's this display? And she comes over, she's like, Oom. her eyes get all big. We like what the heck? She's like Oh, mama wanna make you strong like bull. We like, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you saying what now? She's like, mm-hmm. We like, bro, they got whole bottles dedicated to like getting the women pregnant. They got pregnant women on the bottles and stuff. I was like, y'all wilding out here. It's good though. It's like, it's rum mixed with, um, Red wine, I think. Rum, red wine, and like some spices, herbs and spices and roots that uh, that are native out there. Y'all go to the DR, man. Y'all check it out. Tell them free sent you, man. Um, they're not gonna give you nothing, but uh, it'll be nice for them to know that I sent you, right? Maybe yeah. Jeez. <laughs> they uh, might they might show you love. They might lie. They might be like, "Oh, freeze! Oh, we remember him." Give you an extra shot of that mama wanna on your boy. Freeze! Looking at hey, bro. I was out there showing love. No, no, boy. I mean, they get you drunk. How can you not show love? Who don't show love when they drunk? Angry people. Oh, ass niggas. People you don't want to get got drunk some with. Shit going on with them. People that you don't want to get drunk with. So, uh, I don't really got much else on the job because I've already talked about job. And okay. basically, I just think he a young nigga who just need to get it together. He did that interview with Jalen Rose. I don't know if you saw it. I did not. I did not. The homie asked me about that. I think Mook asked me about that yesterday, but I didn't see it. Uh... 
Let's slow on a little clip from it. We might as well, bro. We're talking about it. Let's it just see. it just threw me like I'm gonna be honest. The thing that throws me off um is when you that kind of person, like the person they're trying to like make him out to be, or the person he's making himself out to be. Um it's hard to hide that stuff for a long time. And like the yeah. fact that he's been so quiet makes it seem to me like he acting out a little bit. Like he got a little money now. He, you know, now he hard. You know what I'm saying? Well, they saying that uh he uh he like checked himself uh, checked himself into a facility like like a uh, I'm trying to think of the exact words they use because it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a rehab facility it was like a counseling facility that's what it was right yeah I'm gonna play this quick little clip from it because I because I I don't because the whole interview I watched it and to be honest with you like I want you to see it more for the vibe than for what was actually said. Because to me, it wasn't nothing profound said, to be honest. John Willies, I've been there. You are holding a gun. And we both know how dangerous that can be. Whose gun were you holding? No, the gun wasn't mine. No, it's not who I am. I don't condone and. You know, it times, um, but I take, you know, full responsibility, you know, for my actions, um, made a you know, bad mistake. Um, and I can see uh, the image, you know, that I painted, you know, over myself, you know, with my recent mistakes. But, you know, in the future, um, I'm going to show everybody who John really is, you know, what I'm about and, um, you know, change this narrative. You at the spot, Shotgun Willies. I've been there. So first off, uh, the, my first take on it at first when I was first watching it was like, stop playing. Stop playing. It wasn't your gun. But like I said, he was holding it real dainty like he pulled it out of purse. Maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe maybe I was right all along and he was holding somebody else's gun like that. I doubt. I don't think it matters if it was his gun, to be honest. It doesn't. It doesn't. But like the fact that he made that a point lets me know that like y'all full of it. It was one hundred percent trigger. Well, that's not. Oh no 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 no. He made that point because if it's his gun, it means he had it on a team playing. Oh, see, that's even worse. That's yeah. even worse. So he has 100%. to. There's no way that no matter how contrite Jai is, he could be super sad in real life, and he could be mm-hmm. serious about I'm gonna turn it all around. Nah. In no world does he say that's his gun. The fact that they made Jalen ask it, because you know they made Jalen ask it, um, tells you everything you need to know. In my opinion, they already know what it is, and they just need to know what he was going what he was going to say in the public. Like we need you to we need you to deny that that was your gun. That was not your gun. That it, they needed him to say that. Even just as much as he needed to say it for him to his career, they needed him to say it. Like, he's still a product. He still has a value, a really high value. And like I said, he's got to cater to those kids. So he's got to say, oh, well, that's not mine. It wasn't mine. But, like, to me, I think that does even worse for the kids. Just keep it a buck. That was my gun. They be letting me do stuff like that because I'm because I'm a superstar. But I'm going to change my life. I'm going to be better. And and so I think that's where we, we disagree on that in a small way. Because 
I do think that he needs to like act on what he said. I think that when he was like going forward, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a show with my actions that whatever, whatever. That's all that I think that matters. I think that anything that he says outside of that is irrelevant. And that's why I said, like, I didn't feel like the whole interview was, was like full of any like resounding information. Cause all that matters is that he understands that going forward, his words ain't going to mean shit. I mean, but in the moment, throwing yourself on this sword, a, a mandatory 50 games uh, suspension sword. If he had a gun in any, because of the Gilbert Arena shit, if he had a gun in any team facility, it is an automatic 50. I, again, uh, I understand. Not fuck them said. kids. Look, I'm not saying fuck them kids, but fuck them kids. We'll. I will have to show with my actions that they should not do the shit I did and that they shouldn't go to the strip club with they homies gun or they gun. It don't matter who gun it is. Don't be in a strip club with it. But just know that that one on that day was not my gun. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I, I would. Bro, I would have said, man, listen, when it comes to keeping your life, and let's not play. This is Jaws' entire life is wrapped up in the NBA right now. That's the easiest way to put it. His entire it is it is his exist, existence. I would have said whatever. I'd be like, oh no, that wasn't my gun. I would have no, I don't. What that was a gun? I would have. There's probably niggas who think he who probably be like that's really snitching when you think about it. Like nigga, shut the fuck up. But like, um, that's a whole other topic we can we can run on. I'm a, I don't even know that I believe in that no more. Like, we grew up with that whole, like, nice thing. I don't even know that I believe in that no more. But, like, time and time again, we finding out that niggas we think is, is, is 100. It's telling. It's telling. Like, at this point, yeah. like, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, listen, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know what I'm saying, if right now somebody came out breaking news. We we just found the papers. Lil Boosie was snitching the whole time. That's how Lil Boosie really came home. He was snitching. It would not surprise me at all. I'd be like, yeah, that's why he got so at mad. At this point, I can understand why you would say that at this point. Like, it just it makes sense. Like, that's why he would be so angry about that kind of stuff. Because like people, people really do hate uh, a part of somebody else that they that they can see in themselves. And I and like, oh, bro, that's a that's a major fact. You know what I'm saying, and I don't know, maybe he told when he was young, he never told again. He he told in junior high, he never told again. But whatever he did, like it feel like it's still way heavy on his conscience, man. Because he be going hard for no reason on stuff like that. Dang. But yeah, man. I mean, but back to Jado. I'm saying whatever I gotta say to get back on my team, get back and get, get my my revenue coming back, all of that. I can't. He lost sponsorships and stuff right off the rip, like because ain't nobody trying to see that. Ain't nobody trying to be the the, the ones endure. But you can bounce back from it. Yeah, I think he will. I, well, we gonna see. I mean, that's really that's really all it is. To be honest, we gonna see because it's it's just about who he wants to be, basically. But like, I don't do. I don't know. It was just weird. So much was going on with him at the same time. Like right around the same time, all of this happens. Like, remember his dad had just got into it um, with Shannon and all of that at the game and all of that. Like that, that's that's a lot, bro. Like that's too much for me, in my opinion. But they say his daddy really part of the crew. Like. And 
I can't remember who it was. It was one of them celebrities who was, or one of them athletes who was saying the dynamic changes when you're the breadwinner, especially in black households. It's like the person with the money is really the one who make the rules. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's a dynamic I can't speak to because I ain't got it like that. <laughs> Me neither. But, uh, so have you been keeping track of this Michael Irvin situation? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Um, we uh we flew back into Dallas, so it was like real everywhere down there. I haven't talked about that at all on the podcast yet. So uh I gotta give a little bit of context to this before we can get into it. So about a month ago, right around the time of the Super Bowl, right before day before the Super Bowl, type shit. Um, news comes out that a Marriott employee is alleged sexual harassment from Michael Irvin. And Michael Irvin is like, from the rip, he's basically like, I don't know who's even making the allegation. I don't know what they talking about. I don't know. I didn't do shit. You know, whatever. He's denying all, whatever. maybe you could do a better job summarizing this because to me before it's it's also it's like a bunch of back and forth and it's it's so much he said she said it's mostly he said she said it's mostly he said she said I'm not I won't I won't give you I won't give you my opinions just yet I'll give you the, the rundown of of the situation. Uh, apparently, he flies in for Super Bowl weekend. He gets to the hotel. He's sitting around. He's with somebody, some other important people, or some other. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember who they said he was. He was sitting with, but they're sitting out there. They're chilling, having some drinks or whatever. And one of the employees walks by. He sees her. Um, he calls her. He calls her over. Um, they have a conversation back and forth that she doesn't care for. Um, okay, so other. so rewind, rewind just a little bit, okay. and I'm only saying that to say because that is what that's what happened. But kind of like, or maybe go go ahead, go start from where you're fine. Go ahead, go ahead. Actually, so so she comes over. They have words. She doesn't like it. Um, so she walks away and then later on, um, allegedly he makes some more comments as she walks away. And then what happened after that? Oh, he, he makes, he makes the little comments. Then a few hours later, um, a representative come and essentially kicks him out of the hotel. Um, he doesn't know why. Um, I don't think they tell him originally why no, he's getting kicked out. They don't tell him why originally. Um, but they they make him leave the premises, and um, it goes from there. When it when it comes out, he countersues uh, Marriott for a hundred for a hundred mil. Yes, a hundred mil. So that's that's kind of the thing, right? I told you to stop because I was going to tell you to tell the story the way that it came out, but it actually makes more sense to tell it in the order that it happened. Because the way the information came out to us, because then I just wanted to make a note of that's not how the information came out, though. Like, it wasn't like 
we got this full comprehensive story of what occurred from beginning to end. And then uh, Marriott sues Michael Irvin. Then they drop the suit. Then he countersues. So like what we got was like allegations, lawsuit from Marriott, retraction, countersuit. And then all this information that Freeze just gave you came out in like the last week. But this shit happened Super Bowl weekend. The part that I really didn't like was that it took a not a court order, but a court double down on a court order to get them to release the tape. To yep. me, if you got the cards, if you if you got him red handed and you, this tape is your is your smoking gun, you release it to the media as soon as possible. Why? Because you want him tried in the court of public opinion. If you're Marriott, or the or the, the representatives from this this, if you uh, really think he did the shit, this hotel. The reason why I say that is because um, later on, the, the the next portion of it is is a lot of people were tripping because they were like, oh, something must have happened. He dropped the suit. Well, he dropped the suit against Marriott because Marriott does not own every Marriott hotel. They lease out their name to other hotels, other businesses. So now he's now he is now sued that business specifically um, instead of that big net of Marriott. Marriott the pretty big much Marriott umbrella. Mar- exactly. Marriott pretty much put their hands up and was like, we want no smoke with you, bro. We don't we don't we don't even. However, this was handled was handled by them. And Have you seen the video like, yet? I did not watch the video. OK, so I got the video. I want you to see the video. And then after we watch the video. I want to have a a real conversation about what because I don't I know I know you saw the report I saw because it's what they were saying he said it didn't sound like outside the realm of possibility it sounded like exactly what I thought he would say to someone someone in that position like straight up um, I'm not gonna and, even, I'm not gonna even sit here in front I've I've Listen, bro. Look, look. Uh, check. I check can't. This. I can't find an article with the quote right now. But check your screen right now. I've been black my whole life. I've been around a lot of black men. They talk just like they describe my boyfriend talking in that thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the part that I where I I called a little BS on on the the side of the hotel and the employee is that they went the route of I feel like I feel like I heard or read sexual assault thrown around, and it was because he he quote unquote grabbed her arm. Which is yeah, which is, but no. Nah, before you even make comment on that, I want you to see the video. That's what I was about to say, but I I, w- I would like to see the video so I can see because that's what the that's I'm just going off what the the statements of the people who were there said, and like it was just weird. It was also weird to me that there were so many witnesses on both sides, but the only witnesses on her side happened to be employed by the same place. That felt weird a little bit. Yeah, they're saying it was uh sexual misconduct is what they uh okay is what's Sorry official misconduct misconduct but here's my thing right misconduct is something that occurs between people who have some mutual setting in my opinion I would think like so. as far as like two adults like if like i feel like it has to rise to harassment to be a criminal thing and not just like an uncomfortable human interaction. Like there's going to be moments as a person 
where someone misinterprets where your boundaries lie. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And as long as they don't continue to press beyond that after, like, you make it clear, like, you can be like, I don't fuck with that person forever because they're too crass for me. Like, the way that they operate immediately violates my boundaries, so I just can't fuck with them. You have that right. But as long as they don't continue to pursue you in a way, they didn't do anything to you. The part that I didn't didn't like was that um, again I was just reading the article is the light in which they tried to to paint it after the fact like oh he threatened to come back later like what yeah like I don't that like what he 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 threatened to come back later and get like they made it seem like he was like oh girl I'm gonna come I'm gonna come grab you and take you off and but that wasn't the vibe at all and that wasn't what he that wasn't in fact the words that they even said he said. Yeah, it's just the, the the implication was strong, but like they they wanted this to be tried in the, in the court of public opinion. You know what I'm saying? They were hoping for a quick settlement out of, out of Michael Irvin and possibly the NFL or, or NBC, whoever whoever he was there to support. Maybe that's represent? what she thought. You know what I, I don't know. Let's let's watch the video real quick though. And uh, the <clears throat> the brokies, I mean the listeners, they can't see the video, <laughs> so. <laughs> Bro, you wildin', bro. Leave it. Leave the homies alone, bro. Y'all upgrade though. Y'all upgrade though. Um, but so you could talk through the video or whatever, kind of. Because there's no sound. Uh, there is no sound. I assume um, there was no audio because it's a it's a hotel camera. Yeah, it's a it's far away. There's no way there'd be able to be audio. Oh, there. Oh, it's but far you away. You can clearly say you can clearly see what's happening, but you absolutely can't hear. All right, one hundred. Let's see. Like, bro, that beautiful bean footage. Bro, that beautiful bean footage. So where where they at? And I just talked. In fact, as you see, he keeps more space from him than he does when he's talking to any male at any point in the bar. Some of y'all probably wish you keep more space when he talked to you. I'm actually going to, I'm going to mute this. Because I don't want you to be listening to what the lawyer is saying. I want you to just watch it for your own. So, like, right now, they just stand in there talking to each other. they a normal distance away from each other. Um, just talking. I wonder where he starts the statements because she doesn't appear to be... Insulted so right now, hold on. The the video pauses for a second, and where it pauses, the lawyer's explaining something, and I'm gonna unpause it for a second. But go ahead, freeze. Uh, I was just saying, uh, like up to this point, that it just looks like a casual conversation. She does the way from what? Okay, let me tell you what my expectations were from what the article I read. I assumed that this that she was immediately appalled because they said that he beckoned her over there to say something inappropriate to her. But like um, this so far looks like regular her posture hasn't hasn't shown me to be um trying to to create more space. She's real, she seems real relaxed. Um yeah. 
it seems like maybe, 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 hey, maybe I, the video is just grainy and I can't tell. And she's crazy bad and she gets hit on all the time because she's like really calm for this. But I mean, maybe. I mean, and she knows who he is. I think she knows he's a celebrity. So it's kind of like, and that, not to make commentary in the middle of the video, but there is an element of saying you feel as though you're in danger. But like, you know, this is a super high profile person in front of she, you. She like, claimed that she claimed that she did not follow the NFL and had no idea who Michael Irvin was. So a no, part, that's um, not that's not true. A part she of the conversation, there, bro. I'm, I'm just saying a part of the, their conversation. He he ends up telling her to go Google me. Go Google me sometimes. Listen, bro. She may be pretending she didn't know who he was because she thought it was cute. But as someone who works in the service industry, when a celebrity walks in, everyone who's at work knows who they are and where they are. Even if you didn't know, there's bro, there'd be times where random influencers will walk in and they'll be like, oh, that's such and such and such and such. They're YouTubers. And they be people who I ain't never seen in my life. But I know that they're there and I know like, so... I find that unlikely, but whatever. I, it's not relevant. Like, whether she knew who he is or not, like, you know, whatever. Uh, so I want to hear what the lawyer is saying right here, because I've seen the whole video, but the video pauses for like 15, 20 seconds, and I had it muted, and I don't know what the lawyer was saying during that pause. So I'm about to unmute it. Marriott released in their statement, they said basically, he said one word to her, an offensive, vulgar thing that he did not say, and it's clear from the video. Okay. Pause for one second. Well, we've been going for a while. They're having a lot of conversation. As, as Marriott released in their statement, they said basically, he said one word to her, an offensive, vulgar thing that he did not say, and it's clear from the video and from these witnesses. But they have a very lengthy conversation, and no one's trying to tell us what that is. Go ahead. Okay, he basically he just said what you said. Like, which is that Mary? I said they said one thing, but they've been talking for. I, I just assume when you turned it on, when you said we're gonna watch the video, I assume that quickly it would be um, apparent that she was appalled by whatever he said. That was the way that that they described it. Yeah, it's been on for a minute. They've been talking for a full minute. No, about, and... about it was about fifty seconds. But go ahead. I'm, I'm looking at the timer of the video. It's a minute. Okay. Oh, like, well, it's been paused. So, yeah, 50 seconds. But anyway. So they still sitting here talking. Uh, he reaches out and touches her. This is the first time that he's touched her. He puts his hand like... On her elbow, and, and listen, then he like kind of touches her as she laughs, as he she, laughs, as he laughs. But like she's not, she's not trying to create more space. She shakes his hand. Oh my gosh! Yeah, then they shake hands. Marriott, what was y'all talking about? Yeah, and then they're still like kind of talking, and then. She like kind of taps him and then leaves and then goes back to work. And then he looks at her and he's like, you can't tell if he's just watching her walk away or if he's actually saying anything in the video. 
Like it's hard to tell. You really can't tell. Yo, that's wild to the way that they they to what they said happened, bro. Versus and what like, they said happened though. I just that's ooh, that don't look good, man. And then you tried to hide that. You tried to hide that tape. Why would you want to hide mm-hmm. that? Why would you want to hide your smoking gun? You found a gun. You got it. You got him on camera. He did it on camera. But like at no point did she try to get a walk away, get away. Like, I'm not saying she had to like run away or anything, but like none of it's nothing in the video shows us or supports their argument in any way. It really, really, really counters it. Especially the handshake at the end. That was the part that caught me off. I was like, oh wow, like so you kept you kept making physical contact after saying the the first one like caught you off guard and, and made you like so appalled. And she initiates the handshake. I don't know. Maybe he. Got he doesn't it. try and like pull her in and make it a hug after. Nah, like nah. he shook her hand and, and let her walk away. Not let her walk away, but like let her pass him to get to wherever else she was going. I just right. don't understand. I'm gonna be honest. He came out. He said something. I don't, I really don't like when stuff happens and um, we compare stuff back to to, to slavery because um, that that era is something different. Like in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also don't like the, um, I don't like when they try to put the visual imagery of a black man being strung up to, to support this, you know, them coming at you unjustly. I, 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 I actually agree with everything he was doing until he got to that part. I hated that he did that, that he was like, you know, this is a modern day lynching of a black man. I'm like, well, no, um, a lynching is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, was there a rope involved, Michael Irvin? Because if there was a rope involved, we got a problem. But other than that, you know what I'm saying? But I, I get what he was saying. I just hate when they do that. That imagery is strong, bro. Yeah, it is. That imagery is strong. It's powerful. And I think a lot of time it allows people to take away from your point by pretending like they don't see the point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like, you know. It's like when Colin Kaepernick was like, the NFL combine is just like an auction block. You know what? That's what I wanted to ask you about. I'm glad you brought up young Kaepernick. Did you see the junk where they talk about he he threw his parents under the bus? I did see that. And we can chop it up about that. But let's let's finish this Michael Irving thing. Her, her. Okay. So um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you good. You good. Go ahead. All I was going to say on it was like, my biggest issue with the whole thing was they never took into consideration the damage that the allegation would do to him before they did any due due, due diligence. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, you are going to run into assholes throughout your course of life. 100 people who say things that make you uncomfortable that move in a way that makes you uncomfortable i mean hell if i walk into a restaurant and the motherfucker waiting in line behind me got body odor out this world in a way that's offensive to me like you're really fucking up my time right now and i can't do nothing about it but at the end of the day you're not causing me any harm or danger. So I don't really have any right 
to try and like you have like there's no allegation to be made here. You I'm, know like I'm taking this as armpits didn't assault me. I'm gonna take it a step further. Older misconduct. I'm, I'm gonna take it a step further and compare it directly to the situation. If me or yo broke ass walked off in there and did the same exact had that same exact interaction, we not only do not make the news, we do not get sued, we do not get talked to. People people see celebrities as a fucking come up, and they That's feel true. like I'm right. I'm just about to exploit this situation and try to come up off this dude. And what I hate about that is is. Let's say Michael Irvin deep down really is a piece of trash. He will always have this to call back to anytime we bring up something that he actually does. And it lets it lets people like if, if he really is a predator, this is the stuff that lets them get away with it for so long. This is the stuff that let R. Kelly get away with it for so long. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? And because no, that's like really 110% true. You, you got people that come out and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to get this money real quick. And like that's all in all, that's what I think happened. I don't let's just believe what she said she don't follow the nfl she really doesn't know who that is he does say some 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 rather you know what i'm saying um uh how can i put this some off-color comments mm-hmm. that really do really do offend her but she would have let that go if he didn't if he wasn't michael Irvin. if he was me or you she would have let that go you know what I'm saying? From what, from what? He wouldn't have got kicked out of his room bro like i've worked in service right. since i was 16 years old bro Motherfuckers don't get kicked off. You don't even lose your table. If if you say something that makes your server uncomfortable, they'll just give you a new server. They'll just give you a new server, bro. Just like just that. They'll just give you a new server as long as you didn't touch her. Just like that. But, like, I'm going to take Like, they'll back. just give you a new server. And I, I, I feel like it's important to note this. I 110% believe that we need to teach young boys and young men the appropriate ways to interact with people, period. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're peers and contemporaries of the same sex and the opposite sex. But specifically when you're dealing with, when you're a young man and you're dealing with women, there is a level of like consideration that you should take. Because it's not even necessarily... To me, I think the thing that you need to consider is you know that you a good dude. But all men are not. So you can't just come in here acting that she should move with the assumption that you are a good dude. You got to kind of show that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you got to. You just move a little different. You know what I'm saying? Like you show a level of respect too. You know what I'm saying? Like when you speak to women, like you speak to women in a certain way, you watch for certain things, you make sure you think they're comfortable. You try and make sure you're not making them uncomfortable. All of that. But in the same respect, it's got to be a conversation societally about where that line is between you just not liking someone in the way that they are and someone committing some kind of harm against you. Because even, even if you break it down to like a social media thing, like people feel perfect, uh, personally attacked 
by someone tweeting something that they don't agree with. But like that's not a personal attack. I you know what I I'm saying? Say. Like, so I think that in some people's mind, they think that if Michael Irvin said a certain thing to her in the middle of that conversation, that that automatically means that all the rest of this stuff is acceptable. But, bro, as long as once she made it clear she wasn't okay with the conversation, he stopped. That's, that's all you can expect from another human being. But that's why I said at the beginning, it's a lot of he said, she said, because that's not what we saw either. Facts. That's not what we saw. None. Of, he did. He did all of those things. He did everything. He kept that space. He never tried to threaten her. He never tried to walk up on her. He never tried to impose his size. You know, what I'm saying in a physical way, like he didn't do anything but close space, touched her arm. She did not pull away. He stepped mm-hmm. back. He reset. Then she said something that made him laugh. You know what I'm saying, or he says something that made him laugh. Something made him laugh. Yeah, one or two. He, he touches laughed. her again. She does not. She again does not pull away. Looks like she shares in the laugh, laugh, laugh moment with him, and then they go about they, they shake hands and go about their way. That's all we saw. The next thing you you know, that man got pulled off his job. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Lost like a I don't lot know. Of money off of that. Lost, lost a lot of money. Um, could potentially could have lost could have lost said job all the way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And for now, we'll Absolutely be staying, staying with this forever. He'll be and that's where some of the racial elements come in, too, because maybe the way that – I don't know. I don't think I, – I can't even say that in this climate. I can't even say that him being black got him pulled that fast. If a white dude had the same allegation the day before the Super Bowl, they'd have pulled him, too. <laughs> would they? You don't think they would? You think if, if Trent Dilfer gets kicked, but I mean, so the thing about it is, is if, if he's not black, there's no way everything in between happens to make the last thing happen. There you go. It's listen, first of all, I don't think they would have been as brave to come out after Trent Dilfer as they if they as they did Michael Irvin. True. Just being honest, I don't think they they would be the people that were on her side that helped support this, that got it as far as it did in the very beginning, would not have done that if it was Trent Dilfer, in my opinion. Or any of them, other other cats. Tony Romo. It could have been Tony Romo. It could have been now Tom. He retired now. It could have been Tom Brady. It could have been Terry Bradshaw. could have been any of them boys. And they would have been like, mm, oh, if it was Terry Bradshaw, they'd have been like, oh, he's just old. He's just, he's from a different time. But that kind of stuff was acceptable. But Michael Irvin, he's also from a different time. <laughs> that kind of stuff wrong. was, huh? But I hope you're wrong. Like, unfortunately, like we don't. Did you see? Uh, since we in the same realm here, did you see the uh, Desmond Howard thing on the plane? Mm-mm. He gets played to the left. He um, he's on the plane. Um, the uh, man or the whoever the least. Um, stewardesses comes up to him and she's like you want to talk to me and she's talking to the person sitting next to him he's like i think you should remove him from the plane he's like she's like he's well he's been coughing all over the place he's like matter of fact uh if you don't mind could you go 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 find the video real quick he 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 uploaded a video i like i liked for you to hear hear him uh tell you to tell you this story and the way that it went down because the way that it went down 
is it's like there's so many things that race has become such a uh, knee jerk reaction topic that uh, that people want to get rid of it altogether. You know what I'm saying? Like it, like it just never happened. It's just not. It doesn't exist. It doesn't. It's not real. But it is, and it like it touches on a lot of different things. Is this video eight minutes long? No, 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 no. It should have been. It's like a clip. It's a. It's like a thirty minute clip, bro. He uh he pretty much did a, a video on the plane about it. Oh, uh, hold on. I got. I got. Hold on. Before we. T- oh, but this one I want to play right. Hold on, real quick. Yeah, man, this was a trip. It tripped me out when I was, uh, when I was, I think I did. I, I don't think I think I read it first. I think I read it first, and then I doubled back because he posted the video like after the flight or whatever. Right. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, that's the clip right there. So I'm on this American Airlines flight, and before we took off. The supervisor comes up and she speaks to the guy sitting next to me. She said, you want to talk to me? He said, yeah, I think you should remove this gentleman from the plane because he's sitting. Talk about me. I said, I'm sorry, are you a doctor? He says, well, you've been coughing all over the place. This is before we even took off, right? I said, well, you can leave the plane, take another flight. Because I'm not leaving. All I was doing was clearing my throat. So Carol, the supervisor, she's looking. And guess what card he tried to play? He said, I'm sure if you check our status, my status is higher than his. So I said, Carol, yeah, check our seats. Let me know whose status is the highest. And as you see, I'm still sitting on this plane. As a matter of fact, we're in the air right now. The caucasity of him. Unbelievable. Bruh. You guys have a happy Sunday. That shit funny as fuck. And see, like, that's the thing. Like, they're going to say he tried to play the race card because he said that caucasity part at the end. But all in all, the dude thought he could play a race card on him and say, like, oh, look, I must I must have higher status than this random black guy who happens to be sitting first class. Like, it's crazy that he that they, they think like that. And I say they, no offense to the white hummies, love y'all, but y'all got some y'all got some people like that amongst y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all tribe that that act that way. You know what I'm saying? And that that instantly made me think back to when I went to Hawaii and they're getting ready to call um for our flight, you know what I'm saying? So we're standing near the gate or whatever. And they do the first first boarding call. So we get up and we move over towards the line. And it's just me. It's just me and my wife. And we get in the line. There's a lady uh, behind us, a, a nice uh, white lady. I won't say nice, a white lady uh, with some crying kids. And we had to go by them to get to the line. And she's like, we hear her. She does not try to, you know, muffle her voice at all. She does not try at all. She says, loud and proud, I don't know where they're going. Um, they only call for first class. 
All I'm going to say is I waved at her from first class as she sent her ass in the back. <laughs> Nigga said, I don't know where they going. As I sipped on, as I sipped on my complimentary red wine, I made sure they closed that curtain so her broke ass couldn't see me no more. Because my problem is, is that you assumed you knew everything about me based on nothing. You assumed that my position in life based on nothing. And you didn't even wait long enough to see if you was right about me. So with your crying ass babies and they dirty diapers, sit your ass in coach and be unhappy with your unhappy ass. He's better than me because I'm going to keep it a buck. If she had to check my seat status and my status was higher, he would have probably had to get off that flight. I was thinking that too, because I was like, is that, that's a thing? I'd have been like, I would have been like, Oh, like, if you in first class, you could check a nigga status and a nigga with higher status can kick you off the can plane. Kick you off the plane, can move you. That's but wild, I bro. Next to this nigga? It's wild because he said it, he said it as if that's worked before. That's not a card you play and it ain't worked before. In my because opinion. only a trash nigga plays that card. Like, even if you could do that, I would feel weird about the fact that I had that privilege to do to people. Like, what? But like the fact that he felt like he could do nigga- it. Put this peasant back there with the rest. You know what I'm saying? But, like, what's funny is is you're sitting next to a Heisman Trophy winner. You're sitting next to an NFL uh, uh, Super Bowl MVP, G. And just because you don't know who he is doesn't mean he nobody. I, people think their opinion so strong, man. I told you that's my that's my pet peeve about watching sports and everything now is because everybody think their opinion so so strong that they can take somebody's ability away. You know what I'm saying? They think if I say this enough, it makes him not good at this. He's not. If I say LeBron James sucks, he's no longer good at the game of basketball. Because I said it. I wouldn't have said it if it wasn't true, right? They believe in themselves so much. That's crazy. You ain't never fucking lied about that shit, my nigga. But look, this has been the longest we didn't stayed on sports, you know what I'm saying? So we gonna, I'm going to. My bad, my bad. Yo, you brought that one up. You brought that last one up and hit a nerve, boy. I was I like, did, hold on. I know. I did. Hold on, wait I a minute. Been through some things. I've been going through some things. Nah, man. Nah, it's just funny, bro. Like, that's just that's just a story, man. Because it it happens. Stuff like that. You live long enough, that kind of stuff will happen to you in the wild, and you just gotta handle it right. And like, I I just appreciate the position I was in my life that. I wasn't a few years younger because a few years younger freeze would have been like, listen, listen here, broke ass. I would have said all that stuff, all that crazy stuff I say to y'all. I would have said it to her, like, I, and I wouldn't. It wouldn't even bother me then. And then I still would have got on first class. Only niggas in first class. <laughs> you hear me? Straight up. Oh, so where are we going with it? Where we? Where we? How much more time we got? We we. We my got some like, things to get through, you know what I'm my saying? My boy like, fuck the time. He like, fuck, FTS, fuck the time, man. FTS, fuck, hey, fuck the, fuck the time, nigga. Um, well, since we talking about, since, since we talking about these crazy motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, some of the shit they be on, you know what I'm saying? I, uh... Where you going with this? Where you going with this? Oh, well, I'm going, I got a, uh, oh, something, got a little, I like to talk about some of the people who tend to propagate this mentality. You know what I'm saying? It's uh tends to be this, you know, 
elitist white supremacist. You know what I'm saying? All this shit. They all got they all got some shit in common. They all be hypocrites. You've been dealing with it. You know what I'm saying? I got a little article. I want to read it to you. See what you think. All right, that. GOP leaders, LGBTQ social media activity called hypocrisy. Tennessee Republican Lieutenant Governor has apologized after revelations that he interacted on social media to nearly nude photos of a young gay model, as well as other photos by the man and other LGBTQ personalities. Even as the lawmaker has led a Senate that has passed bills targeting the LGBTQ community. With Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally as its speaker, Tennessee Senate has advanced and passed bans this year on gender-affirming care for transgender youth, restrictions on whether drag shows, uh, restrictions on where certain drag shows can take place. The 79-year-old told the news on Thursday that he's really, really sorry if I've embarrassed my family, embarrassed my friends, embarrassed any of the members of the legislature with my post. Bro, you know what I thought when I read his quote? What's that? <laughs> they confronted my nigga about this shit, Freeze. He hit him with this, so. I'm sorry with the song. Hello there. You're <laughs> here. I want to say I'm sorry <laughs> for the things I've done. And I try and be stronger. In this life I chose, but I want you to know that door I closed. And you're on a sorry, 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 sorry. So my mother, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. You wildin' right now, man. Oh, bruh. All the way. Let me keep it all the way a thousand. I think we touched on this earlier, man. People. They really will hate something that they are hiding from the rest of the world that they got inside of them. And like, what's scary about that is, is that he's in a position of power to, you know, say put that kind of stuff in place, which runs those types of people back in the dark where he can take advantage of them. And like, that's what I don't like. But like, like you, you obviously feel a way. You obviously are attracted to him. Like, and that's that's cool, bro. Like, get it in. Um, but like, stop fronting because you, you know, what I'm saying go to church and you got a wife and all that. Stop fronting, but like, if you like, if you like something else, just keep it a buck. Like, people are gonna die behind stuff like that, bro. They're gonna run, run, they're gonna run them people back behind closed doors. They're gonna take advantage of them being behind those closed doors and they're gonna hurt them. I mean, that's your real, there, that's there's your real no, talk, bro. There's no other bigger fact than, that has come out this year than the Dahmer joint where he's like, you don't want to go in there. There's gay stuff in there. You don't want to go. Don't go in there. Don't go in there and discover that body that's in there because there's gay stuff. It might jump on you. Like, what kind of thinking is that, fam? It's so, bro- <laughs> it's so broken. Like, Don't investigate that because of what you might find the criminal right. tells the police. It's like, bro... <laughs> You remember, like, you remember Flubber back in the day, how the Flubber would get on you? That's how they think gay stuff is. Like, gay stuff is like a little glowing ball of slime that's, like, floating around the room that you can inhale or can get on you, and then you're gay now. 
Like they really believe that kind of stuff. You can tell. You can tell, bro. That other they believe that young kids feel the way when they see gay material that they feel when they see gay material because they're a little gay. It's just you know what I'm saying, like, and and it makes sense. No, it makes sense, bro. Because I never thought if I had a son, what would he do if he seen two niggas kissing? Because when I see two niggas kissing, they don't really do nothing to me. I'm just like, "Mm, two gay niggas over there, and I go on about my business. But when I seen two gay niggas kissing, I start thinking, like, man, what would it be like to kiss a nigga? Then I would think. That seeing two gay niggas kissing would make you think that, but deep down inside, I'm missing the leaves for the trees, nigga. I'm gay. Like that's what these niggas. They're like, but I'm not gay. I'm not. I just, I, I just enjoy watching two guys have sex. I'm not gay. Like, wait, what? <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, listen, you, listen. Sir. I don't enjoy watching two guys have sex. I just think it's kind of erotic. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I don't like watching it, but when I do, like what you mean when you do? <laughs> it get a little hot. I be like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just that's junk is weird. It's just such a broken, like the mental gymnastics you have to do to bring your mind back to, you know what I'm saying, that making sense. It's just I it blows my mind, like that they can even they even have that ability. It's wild. That is I'm like, I don't even get it. I don't even get how you could even know who what you're doing on the under and then come out in the light and, and do or say anything else. It's just weird to me. Right. But I mean, that's you talking about us though. We like we grew up in a in an area where it was very easy to just be us. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just you know what I'm saying, just easier to be us. But I don't know if that's true or not, bro. I I think it's always been. Hmm. I mean, we just didn't have. The social media pressure for sure. But we also, I didn't grow up in an area where like we were dominated by like a, uh, like a, a, the vast majority of people in our area were white people. And like we, I, I mean, we, we grew up in Lawton. We wasn't in Frederick. I feel for them black kids in Frederick. Yeah. I mean, they, or cash. They got five, five whole black people in the whole school. It just depends on where you live though, bro. Like I'm not saying. No matter where you live, it's not like you live where it was no black people, but like it's still like the way, like structurally, the way you're, it's still, it's still a lot. And I just think in this instance, you know what? Jot that down. We'll talk about it next time I come on the show. For sure. Yeah. The article about- goes on to say that he says, uh, it was not my intent to embarrass them, it wasn't my intent to hurt them. Uh, he added that he befriended the man on Facebook, then on Instagram, but that they had not met in person. Which to me sounds like a nigga who meets some people in person. Weirdo. Like, that's, yeah. The Tennessee, uh, the Tennessee Holler Progressive website first brought attention to post on Wednesday, calling McNally's repeated comments on various posts hypocritical. For instance, McNally responded to racy social media posts by a 20-year-old Franklin McClure. McClure told the station that he knew it was a cool opportunity that the lieutenant governor was commenting on his post. He said that he asked McNally if there were any open. Oh, come on, ad. Got hit by that ad bug, huh? Hit by that ad, boy. Yeah. He said he asked McNally if there were any uh, open positions in his office, and McNally seemed very willing to help him out. 
McNally voted to send the finalized drag bill to the governor. He was not on hand when the transgender youth bill passed uh, and has largely stayed quiet about that bill. The misvote came days after the heart-related health scare. After his online interactions were publicized, his spokesperson said that he is a great grandfather and a prolific social media commenter who frequently posts encouraging messages to many of his followers, even if he may not always use the proper emoji at the proper time. Right. So did he put some eggplants under that picture? He put some eggplants under there. That's what he it was. He put the sprinkles? He put he the, the eggplants with the, the splash. He put the splash? Uh, he put the splash, boy. Uh, uh, McNally nice. said he is not anti-gay. <laughs> Uh, it said the bills in questions try to limit certain oh things, and I think they are safeguards in those bills. He spoke out against the 2020 law that assures to continue taxpayer funding to faith-based foster care option. Ugh. Shit is I, a breathful. <laughs> he Bro. noted that he spoke out against the 2020 law that assures continued taxpayer funding of faith-based, faith-based foster care and adoption agencies even if those organizations exclude lgbtq families and other based on others based on religious beliefs it sounds like what he's on is like that middle ground shit like i support some of the stuff no but not all of it because what it's saying that he opposed is like those foster cares that are like yeah we'll take care of the kids but not if they gay I could get behind. I could get behind that. Yeah, but he's like, but them transgenders, yeah, they need to get up out of here because because that's what like, it is. Is that when you align with that party, you can't go all the way. But wasn't he liking the pictures? Yeah. So he obviously he was liking the pictures and playing. commenting under the picture. That's that makes me nervous, bro. I'm trying to tell you, man. You don't never want nobody making uh, like. Okay, let me use the the biggest example that's going to make the most sense. Would you want a pedophile making rules over children? Nah, right? Exactly. That's why we don't. We shouldn't want people like that making rules over gays, transgenders, or anything, especially if they confuse. You know what I'm saying? It's just like they it's, not. It's, I understand what you're saying. Like you living in this like gray area where you're not really comfortable, like or what you got going on, but you want to like make the rules about what is and isn't acceptable. Like, but you making them rules, like in my opinion, they be making those rules based on stuff that they're finding acceptable in their own life. And sometimes they're doing it because they're like, Oh man, I, I'm not, I'm not this. I promise I'm not this. And so they're making rules because they're not that, but they really are. That's why, because I'm in this, I think I'm going to be honest. I think bros, like, I don't think you go, you accidentally like those kind of pictures. First of all, he's a politician. He probably don't even like a lot of pictures. So if you go to his likes, he's probably got a hundred likes across his entire account, and five of them is to some to, to some uh, uh, transgender. No, nah, he gay. He's just a little young. He's just a twenty year old little young gay boy who be posting oh, he, naked pictures. So oh, so he bang yeah. the gavel. I bang, I rest my case. Bang the gavel, man. Let's get up out of here. Get, get his ass out of here. Is he, bro, okay, so. he a, I thought, I'm going to be honest, I thought he was liking some little trans, transgender pictures or something like that because he, and he was going to try to play the, oh, I thought that was a girl thing. But like, even then, what are you doing on, on social media liking that kind of stuff anyway? Yeah, no, it's a boy. It's a boy. I mean, earlier I said that's, that's nasty. I want to clarify what I mean by that's nasty. If you are, if you are attracted to something, 
but you go out of your way to pretend that's disgusting to me. Don't do that. Just hey, just be honest. We in a new world, bro. It's okay. It's like, okay, be bro. Be who to, be who you gonna be because like I don't want to I, I don't want to be all weird around people in general because you think everybody lying, everybody holding secrets, and there are a lot of people that are, are are lying and holding a bunch of secrets. But like me, I try to keep it all out there, keep it a book. Like you know, what I'm saying I don't mind if you wanna if you wanna change your pronouns up. I don't care. That get it how you live, man. I'm not gonna go out of my way to to disrespect you and you because you you want to be called they them and I keep calling you he. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna waste my time. You want to be they nigga? That's cool. That's what's up. That's what they want. <laughs> and I'm gonna keep it a thousand. Like I, oh, yeah. why why am I gonna waste any any time, any significant time of my life trying to make someone else feel uncomfortable in their life? That's weird. <laughs> like. That's weird, bro. You're weird if you do that. But that's what I feel like a lot of these Republican talking points have become. And that that kind of moves into like the next thing. Because you had sent me this or whatever, because I want to chop it yeah, up with yeah, you yeah. about this or whatever, because it's that shit about uh, DeSantis. Mm-hmm. So off top, like, I don't fuck with DeSantis. Um, I don't fuck with the culture war shit from politicians. I think it's wild to me that people think that that's what politics is is uh, supposed to be people like trying to, it's just weird. The, it, 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 the, the two ideas that do not mesh of uh, the government needs to not do anything. And the government needs to decide everything that people are allowed to do with their own selves and their families and their bodies. It's crazy. It's like the government shouldn't interfere with anything unless it's conforming all of the populace to Christian ideals, in which case the government can do that. crazy white conservative christian ideals let me be specific it's just wild bro so the I, shit you sent me uh-huh the shit you sent me was uh it was actually like something that dl hughley had, had, had posted out and it was yeah, about a yeah. uh, bill hb 999 that's going to be proposed by governor DeSantis. it says if this bill passes may 5th the following will be removed from florida's college campuses and i've talked about this on a podcast before it was one thing to me when they were attacking the curriculum of the elementary and secondary school systems, it was like bullshit and problematic and harmful in a million ways to me. But when they started going to college, a place that you pay to go, that you choose to go to say that they are not allowed to teach you this anyway, that to me was a major, major red flag. Right. So uh, it says, uh, if this bill passes on May 5th, the following will be removed from Florida's college campuses. MPAC organizations, which my nigga Freeze had to put me on. This is basically the Divine Nine. You know what I'm the saying? Black, the, the black frats. The black, the black frats. All the, all, all the uh, Negro eternities. Um, NMGC and Latinx organizations, which I'm assuming that's probably that's the, just it's the same exact thing, but for the for the Hispanic homies, the Latinx homies. Yep, yep, yep. Jewish studies courses, majors and minors. Which I want to take a little side note. I tell niggas this all the time: Jews are not white people to white people, like to white conservative 
like that supremacist, like those those purists, if you will. Jews ain't white. They do not consider the Jewish community a part of the white community. They are other than and they are less than in their opinion. Niggas. Jews are niggas. Feminist theory courses. Put put that on my shirt. And let's get a shirt. We need a Jews is niggas shirt, bro. Let's just bring them in. We need to bring them in the fold. (laughs) For real, bro. We had this conversation before. We need to bring the Jewish homies into the fold because if some push come to shove, they get knocked off the same same brown around round about the same time as they knocking us off. So yeah, Jewish, Bruh, listen, Jewish homies they start killing Jewish is the Jewish ain't far behind, so they need to be <laughs> that's true. That's they, shit true. It ain't nobody who hate niggas who don't hate Jews. It ain't nobody who hate Jews who don't hate niggas. Like bro, if you'd have ever seen the Aryans and what, what the Aryans stand for, Jews and niggas are like back. It's like I'm not going to say the other word, but it'd be like Jews, niggas, and then the F word. Y'all know yep. what the F word is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then we, they, they, put say, all they do say Jews first a lot of time. They've had beef with Jews for longer. Right. Anyway. It's uh, wild. They also banned feminist theory courses. Um, gender studies courses. <laughs> Centers and programs for black students, Latinx students, Asian and AAIP students. That's a Asian American Pacific Islander, uh, LGBTQ plus students. Tenured faculty will be eligible for review. Their tenure will be uh, reconsidered by the board of trustees who will be chosen and appointed by the governor. So that's basically that's that's wild. I wonder who gets those jobs. Bruh. So, like, Florida is basically going to be this beacon of conservative education, I guess, under Ron DeSantis, who is eventually going to run for president of the United States. And this is the agenda that these motherfuckers want to push. And when I be on this motherfucking podcast saying I don't want to hear nothing about how Joe Biden and Trump is the same, Democrats and Republicans, just two wings of the same bird, it's all the same. I don't want to hear that. They're not the same at this point, bro. The shit these niggas on is different. It's just different, bro. No, 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 no more BSUs. No more, no more black sororities or fraternities. No more, nigga, nothing. Let's just say it for what it is. No more safe spaces for African Americans or Latinx people to or Jewish people to feel safe and learn about their culture and be proud of that. Any minority culture. Notice, notice he did not take away anything from white folks. He took white nothing folks from them. nothing today. They can still join Alpha Phi. They can still join um, all the other uh, historically white fraternities that are, in my opinion, extremely bad. But that's a whole nother topic. Um, he didn't take away. They don't. They didn't lose their office to go complain about what they can because you can guarantee they got one. And if you're wondering, if you're watching this. And you're wondering, you're like, you know what? I've never seen a group just exclusively for the white. It's just the regular services. Facts. The regular services at your university are the white-only services. You want to know how I know? Because when they make the services for me, they call it black services. They call it. And and to and just to just to dispel this whole, like the reason why all these communities have to create these spaces where they can feel community and 
agency and some level of like coalition building, like being in a space where you don't feel like your ideas are considered as the outside of your ideas trying to infiltrate what we were already doing. Because that's what goes on in the regular spaces that white people don't identify as white spaces. Whenever black people, Asian people bring our ideas, they're considered diversity. They would not be considered diversity if they didn't change things. That is a benefit to you, not to us. We are not the ones who benefit to be the diversity in the room. White people benefit from us being the diversity in the room. We are bringing you ideas. We are bringing you culture. We are bringing our skills, talents, and ideas to you to make what you have better. Diversity don't do shit for black people, bro. Diversity helps white people. Diversity helps the establishment. These other pockets that they want to take away the Black Student Union, the Asian Student Unions, the, the Black Fraternities, the fucking LGBTQ support groups and fucking all these other things. Those are things that give us power. Those are things that empower us. Those are things that allow us to facilitate growth within ourselves and to feel as though what we bring isn't outside. Like it is, it is natural. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is the default. The way we do things is a standard somewhere. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and to deny us that, but then I bet you'll still take all the black ideas that we want to bring to the white space. Like, now that we don't have anywhere to go, like, you'll cherry pick anything out of what we have. You basically mine us for resources. Take anything away from us that'll make you better without having to give anything back. And that's what they want to make the Florida Collegiate Education System, in my opinion. And as someone who has a 16-year-old daughter who's starting to get those letters where she's getting to choose, where do I want to go to school? Do I want to stay close to home? Do I want to move away? Do I want to do this? I would never send her to go to school in Florida. And being that we live in Texas, I would be leery about sending her to go to school here. Because even though we're not on that track, we're never far behind. So why would I want to set her up to go to a school where we're going to eventually have to move her because she's going to get kicked out for wanting to learn about some people who look like her? That's fucking nuts. I will say this. Um, they obviously see our value. Um that's something that I recently discovered watching watching the show or watching something talking to my wife, something. And one thing that I've been I struggled with for a long time in my job was I was like, I wonder what I can do to get them to see my value. And the truth is, is that they've always seen my value. They convinced me, they convinced me that it was less. That was the trick. The trick was convincing me that that value, it's not, it can't, I'm like, it can't be that high or they wouldn't do these things. And they're like, no, 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 we would. We would because we need to, we need, we need what you provide, but we don't need you to understand how important it is that you provide that. It's almost like we, we relying on the fact that you don't. That's what it'd be about, man. 
it's a it's a grimy world out there and you just gotta play your position in it you know what i'm saying and get what you get you can when you can and then move around if it comes to it well since we're on the topic of schools <laughs> i got a, i got another one for you uh we pushing time bro you uh you check the time lately i know what the time is all right me and x be on here about two hours <clears throat> we got we got mm, we, we we on pace Nigga, ninth graders' parents suing over Pledge of Allegiance confrontation. Have you seen this story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> ninth graders' parents suing for a Pledge of Allegiance confrontation. The parents of a ninth grade South Carolina student who said she was accosted by a teacher for quietly walking to class instead of stopping and reciting the Pledge of Allegiance are suing the teacher, principal, school district, and the state of, uh, state education officials. Marissa Barnwell says she was walking to class quietly. Sorry, says she was walking quietly to class and decided not to stop for the pledge or a moment of silence that followed. A teacher yelled at her, confronted her, and pushed her against a wall. Barnwell was then sent to the principal's office, which she said she was humil- uh, which she said was humiliating because she feared she was in trouble. The principal promised to look at the video of the encounter and sent her back to class, but Barnwell said he never let her know that the teacher was wrong and she was right. I was completely and utterly disrespected, Barnwell 15 said at a news conference Thursday. No one has apologized. No one has acknowledged my hurt. The fact that the school is defending that kind of behavior is unimaginable. Barnwell's parents are suing the River Bluff High School teacher, the principal, Lexington School District Number 1, the South Carolina Education Department and Federal Court, saying they violated the girl's civil rights and her First Amendment rights to both free speech or not to speak at all. A state law passed more than 30 years ago requires public schools to play the Pledge of Allegiance at a specific time every day. Many kids, oh, well, that's one of them ads in the middle of a thing. My bad. Uh, but the law also prohibits punishing anyone who refuses to recite the pledge as long as they are not disruptive or infringe on others. The thing that's beautiful about America is we have freedom, the family's lawyer says. Students at our school should feel safe. They should not feel threatened for exercising their constitutional rights. Barnwell said she called her parents in tears and they said the teacher, principal or district never responded. Uh, The district didn't respond or comment on the lawsuit. Okay. What you think about that, man? What you think about what you think about this whole. I just think there's a lot of layers to that, bro. There's the teachers putting their hands on kids. There's the weird fucking cult-like infatuation with that stupid-ass fucking pledge. It's not, That's just not real. Like, the outrage, the way they feel, it's not real. They, they did that on some I really, really don't like Colin Kaepernick shit. And then I'm not going to front. Bro went out of his way to antagonize him as much as he could. He could and he thought it was funny. And, like, they they hate him now. And so, like, that's going to, for the rest of our lives, that'll be a fight, an argument about it. Like, it's going to keep coming back up. And it's going to always go back to that. 
Niggas don't always pretend and niggas give a fuck about that motherfucking flag. Bro, they don't saying. care, bro. Let me tell you something. While uh, back on my back on my cruise story, we was in the comedy comedy show. Had a, <clears throat> we had a real dope comedian. I cannot remember his name to save my life right now. But um, he was real inclusive, if you would. Uh, and so at the very end, he was like, "I don't really do this." He was like, "I don't normally do this, but I want to do something special." And well, he brings out he brings out a part of his set was he brought out a keyboard and he played um, different styles of music. You know what I'm saying, which was kind of dope. You know what I'm saying that this comedian had this ability to really play it. And he he told us like, "Oh, I grew up. You know, what I'm saying I'm a pastor's son." He was like, "So I grew up in the church." And he was like, "So I used to pick up extra gigs to make extra money." He was like, "So I know how to play a lot of different things." Yeah. So the last thing the last thing he did was he played the national anthem. He did it in a uh, he did, it was with a keyboard, but like the keyboards with a little synthesizer on it, so it was like kind of mm-hmm. like a made it sound like a guitar, rock and roll solo. Yeah. But right before he does it, um, he shouts out all of the service uh, people in the room, has them stand up, gives them gives them a round of applause. Only one of those service people stood up when he played the national anthem. I'm not saying that I'm not I don't think that he went out of his way to set them up. I really do think he wanted to honor the country and those people, our fallen soldiers, warriors, etc. I definitely think that that was his aim. I just thought it was ironic that right before he plays it, he points out, like, let me show you all these service people. And so we know as the crowd, we know exactly who service people in that room. But when I tell you only one of them stood up for the entirety of that song. And that was the one, the soldier whose hand I wanted to shake at the end. Because at least you fucking stand by that shit. You don't just talk that shit. You don't just get on here and cry about Colin Kaepernick or or all these NFL players being babies, blah, blah, blah. And even if you are that guy, at least you stood up on your two feet when given the opportunity to honor that song that you wanted those other people to honor. The rest of them people sat down. Because, Which, in my opinion, is worse. It's worse than taking a knee. But I mean, I, I will only be able to say that if I felt like you could definitely say that those people are the people. Because I, because this is the thing I think to prove your point even more. I don't think those are the people who give a fuck. Like it was the niggas who never served a day who was the loudest about this is Big disrespectful facts. to the troops. Biggest facts. The biggest. Like the truth. Like the majority of the people who were actually serving. The, what you heard from them was whether or not I agree with what he's doing. His ability to do it is literally what we fight for. Yep. He's got that right. I actually rocked with um, the vast majority of service members' um, opinions on the situation. I agree. You know what I'm saying? They actually, um, on some real, I think it's because most of them that have, have served real time and seen real war, they already know that life life way bigger than arguing with y'all about this song. Or this football I, uh, player. I like the break. <laughs> so I got a question, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel, well, not a question, more of a, a statement. I have a, a, a situation, right? So like in this one that we just read, right? To me, this was clearly an asshole teacher getting out of pocket and a student that they should have just let live. You know what I'm saying? But there are times when, bro, like, I just don't know if I believe the kid, bro. 
it's it's like this. It's like you know women get sexually assaulted all the time, but every once in a while you'll hear a story come up and you'll be like, that sounds kind of juicy, smooth, yay-esque. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't think this happened to that woman. That's how I feel about kids sometimes. Where I'm like, I know people abuse kids, but sometimes I think that these kids might be a little bad. And I'm going to show you this video for, for those of y'all who got it's, it's audio so you can listen to it. But I ain't going to lie, Freeze. It's a look. I ain't going to tell you the story. I'm going to let you watch the story. But I want you to look at this little boy and tell me he ain't bad as hell. Just look at his face and tell me Right now, before I press play, is he guilty or innocent, Freeze? I don't know. I don't know. I watched the video. I watched this boy's face the whole time, and I'm saying that nigga is guilty. But anyway. As 10-year-old Zai watches cartoons, his mother feels guilt. As a parent, you're supposed to do everything to protect your child. And the fact that I was not there to protect him, that that breaks my heart. She's angry too about what her son claims his fourth grade teacher at Crosby Elementary did last Wednesday after lunch. Went to another teacher's room to get some tape. She come back into the classroom and that's when she began to tape him. He got his hand and he did. He went like this here, went around, came back around. I say, when she started to tape you, what did you say? He say, I asked her, what did I do? I wasn't doing anything, I was just walking. Zai told mom when she left, several students started hitting him from behind, laughing. One kid even saying that um, he was going to slap him as hard as Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. The child who suffers from migraines asked to go to the nurse's okay. office. Before she let him go to the nurse, she told him, you know, I was just playing with you. Mom says she wasn't called until after school, after a doctor and police talked to Zai. And since then, she says getting reports and hallway video has been made difficult. In a statement, Forney ISD says they're aware of the allegations and an investigation is underway, adding there are two sides to every story. We asked the district to clarify what they mean when they say there are two sides to every story when the end result is a child allegedly taped to a chair. A spokeswoman tells me what they mean is at this point, they still don't know if it happened at all. So why is it two sides to every story? The assistant principal and the principal both told me that she admitted to doing it. As to any rumors Zai had behavioral issues or was hitting his teacher, mom says no way. She's never gotten a single call. Whoever is out there saying, you know, that that's why she did it. You don't do that to a child. He's not an animal. He's a human being. The school district's own police department is leading this investigation. Zai's mom says the detective told her they should send his teacher and possibly some of the older students could face charges. In Forney, Maria Guerrero, NBC5. So, so listen. Listen. Let me let me tell you, let me give you my reasons why I still think this little nigga guilty. Number one, that teacher is black. They don't show the teacher, but when they said when he left, the teacher was like, now you know I just be playing with you. That sounds like a black lady to me. She's not fired yet. They said there's two sides to the story. And his mama is over here talking about, I don't know what they're talking about, conduct issues, but I never got no calls. 
but nobody in the report said nothing about no conduct issue. She bring that up preemptively. And fourth, did you see his cartoon watching face? Any kid who watched cartoons with a scowl like that, you can't trust that little nigga. He talking about I was just walking. You was just walking. How many times she tell you to sit down? I ain't. I mean, I ain't saying that she should have taped him up. Just like the OJ thing. I ain't saying he should have killed her. I understand. <laughs> nah, nigga, fuck that. Listen, where I'm at with it, like, I'm like, if she, uh, if she did what she did, if she admitted it, it's a wrap. I don't even know what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Does it matter how much tape she used? I mean, I think in, like, the like, only like way if that... She, if she, like, wrapped them up in, like, Three strands of scotch tape. Versus if she like taped them up with like five things of duct tape. That's a different taping experience. Nah, bro. Listen. Nobody's binding kids to a chair, dog. That's for no reason. There's no reason to bind a child. Kick him out. But but was he really binded? Kick him out. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, if you if she put one strip around him, it doesn't matter. Okay, if I'm not she, asking you if she was right. I'm asking you if he's bad. I mean, I don't think it might be bad. I'm asking you, do you think that this happened to like a little kid who was just sitting around the class on some other shit and his teacher woke up and was like, I'm going to tape him up? Or do you think that this little nigga is a terror and this teacher like, you know, this is like the Abbott Elementary moment when she kicked, when she hit the kid? It's like, of course she shouldn't have hit the kid, bro. Like, you're incapable of being a teacher if you hit the kid. But there's a world where, like, the kid did hit her first. You're tripping right now, Anti-tape. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. You you be helping the motherfuckers that be willing to kill us in the streets. You be giving them the foundation of their argument. I think he's black. No, I think she's black. It's cool. Nah, I mm-hmm. don't. Either way. This is black on black. Nah, that's... Nah, I'm Gucci on that. I'm Gucci on them. Nah, hell no. Nah. Bro, Listen, you think that they're going to be like... He, I, I do... It do if, he's ba- if he's bad, put him out the class. That's always been my sense on it, even when we was kids. I wanted him to just kick the niggas that was bad out. Like, that nigga don't want to be here. Let that nigga go, bro. want to moralize this little badass nigga. I see in that face. All I'm saying is, like... I'd rather, I'd rather I not be, yeah, I'm just, I'd rather not be the stone cast on that on little man before he even know who the fuck he is. Well, he did look bad as hell watching. I get, I get your point. He did, he did look like all the cast that I know that went to juvie when we was kids. This is the thing, like right? Him. This is what I'm saying. I look at this differently. Because in and my and in the in my and look, this is where the moments where all the players in the story change everything. My understanding that he got a black teacher in the hood school is important. Because I don't think anybody's in here over here like, oh, they're animals, blah 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 blah, whatever, whatever. I think this was like. For real, for real, bro, I genuinely feel like this was a teacher who's just, like, wild, comfortable, and familiar in her surroundings and with her kids. And not in a, like, 
So they have this super good rapport, but in a way where it's like she would treat them like the way your auntie might treat you, not the way your teacher should treat you. Because like if you was acting ass at your auntie house and your auntie who a little off got it in her mind, she was going to tie you up to a chair. Your mama would let you go back to that auntie's house. She wouldn't be like, you could never go back over there. Why did she tie you to the chair? As long as she didn't like leave you there for the day or nothing like that. Like she tied you up for like two or three minutes and then tied you and was like, ha ha. You wouldn't be able to go back. Say that again. I said, if your auntie did that, if your auntie, if you was at your auntie's house, your mom, if your auntie had a home daycare, you was at the home daycare, and your auntie did that to you, and you was tied up for three minutes, but she in there and they fucking with you the whole time, like it's a whole thing. Would your mom be like, you can never go back? No, but that doesn't make that good parenting, nigga. That's all. I'm, I don't think it's good. See, and that's where I'm at with it. I'm just saying, it's but I'm not horrible. trying. I'm not trying to pass on the trash ass shit that my my people pass on to me. I definitely wouldn't do it. I'm, I'm not saying we should tie up more kids. I'm not saying we should tape up any kids. She shouldn't have done it. What I'm saying is, this doesn't propagate the school to prison pipeline in a way that some other things do. And the negative, because the news was like, this little boy is a victim. I wouldn't hit the news up and be like, I think you got this all wrong. This conversation between niggas. I'm just saying, nigga to nigga. That's a badass little boy. And that teacher is a little unstable. She thought that shit would be funny. And that shit is out of pocket. That's like a nigga who don't understand when the joke that went way too motherfucking far. I don't know what mindset would cause a teacher to put tape around a child in any way. And then they said they said he wouldn't stop moving. <laughs> that's wild, bro. How many how many cats you know from school? But that's that's my cousin. I got cousins like that that don't ever stop moving, bro. My they cousin wouldn't have been much, traumatized bro. from that event. And would his mama have been trying to get a checkup off the school for that event? Yes. Rightfully so. I don't know. Whatever. Agree or disagree? Speaking of taping niggas up, we got one more thing and then some white people do this and we almost out of here. I know you've seen this shit. We turned out of the stunning... south of the border in Mexico today. And it comes, of course, after those four Americans were kidnapped, two of them shot and killed. Well, today, five alleged members of a notorious cartel tied up and left in public right at the scene of the kidnapping for all to see. And authorities believe it was the cartel itself handing over those five suspects. A note left on the windshield, the cartel apologizing for the deadly attack on Americans. And late today, the bodies of those two Americans who died in the attack arriving back in the United States. ABC's Matt Rivers in Mexico City again tonight. Tonight, nearly a week after that horrific kidnapping of four Americans that left two of them dead in a Mexican border city, a notorious drug cartel is allegedly taking responsibility. In these photos from a source close to the investigation, the Gulf cartel appearing to hand over the five members they say did it. The five men found tied up near a truck with guns, ammunition, and body armor at the same spot in Matamoros where the kidnapping took place. 
Plus, a note on the windshield purportedly signed by the cartel references, quote, four kidnapped Americans, two of which died, adding, quote, we have decided to deliver those involved and directly responsible. The five men now in state police custody. Authorities not confirming whether these five were involved, but multiple Mexican law enforcement sources close to the investigation tell ABC News the cartel note is believed to be legitimate. Neither ABC News nor U.S. officials have been able to verify the note's authenticity. I think they're doing it to take heat off of themselves. I do think this was their intent was to sort of ease the pain as far as what pressure may be placed on the cartel Duh. as time goes on. <laughs> that was really something to say to witness uh, that image today. Matt Rivers back with us tonight. And Matt, this notion that the cartel itself turning over these suspects, uh, really a stark reminder of what we know from all of our reporting through the years of the power of these cartels. No question. And the Gulf cartel is among the most powerful criminal organizations. Bro, they be like amazed by the weirdest stuff, bro. Like, he's like, I think they did it to to distance himself. Of course. What, what, why else would they do that? Bro, listen, the, well, the what, full what letter. The, other reason? the full letter says the Gulf Cartel Grupo, I can't say it, but CDG. Uh, strongly condemns the event of Friday, March 3rd, in which, unfortunately, an innocent working mother died and four American citizens were kidnapped, of which two died. A translation of the letter says, for this reason, we have decided to hand over those involved and directly responsible for the events who at all times acted under their own determination and the indiscipline and against the rules in which the CDG has always operated. We don't hit Americans, we don't kill civilians. These niggas got a better PR team than 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 some of these fucking celebrities. Hey, and and they got an official writer too. They was like, hey, hey, Carlos, type this up real quick, bro. Times New Roman twelve far. Yeah. Carlos got a type. Carlos got an old school typewriter down there. He like click tick 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 tick. Send this to the American government. Tick 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 tick. Nah, that junk is funny. What if they made him Carlos handwrite it? <laughs> it was Carlos, handwritten. The note hand, actually was handwritten, handwritten to be funny. Handwrite, handwrite just don't apologize to them. Tell them that is not the way that we behave. We have no idea why these cats would act like this. That's funny, bro. That's discipline right there, bro. They like, what? They did what? Some Americans? We would never. We would, bro. <laughs> It's completely against how we do business. It's antithetical to how we do business here at CTG. <laughs> or CDG, that's what they say. That junk is hilarious, bro. Bro, nigga. They say that this shit happened because they beefing with the fucking Haitians out there and they thought that they were Haitians. Oh, with black people? It's black people that got, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It was black people, bro. Like, they thought they was Haitians and I guess they went over there on some, like, plastic surgery shit or something i don't know but the area they was in was like an area you shouldn't be and like all that other stuff i think that americans get a little arrogant sometimes and we don't realize that like dangerous means dangerous for everybody not just dangerous for some people Mm. but uh wow we got two more things before we got it here freeze we got a segment that's been on the podcast for a while we got a segment that's new to the podcast that keys has been man 
Keys laced us with some more music for it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, gotta find this article. Do, 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 do. Man, yeah, I'm gonna save that one for later. Not in general, just another something that I just passed by. All right, my bad. My apologies. <clears throat> Gotta hit him with a little bit of this real quick. Mm. After school Satan Club causes controversy in Sasson Valley School District. A flyer promoting an after-school satanic group is stirring up a lot of controversy in the Lehigh Valley after uh, Sasson, I don't know how to say it, Sasson, I don't know, whatever, Valley School District agreed to allow the group to use its middle school to host the after-school meetings for students aged 5 to 12. I think it's a little ridiculous, said Carrie Spire of Hellertown. If they can have Christian clubs, or anything like that, I don't see a problem with having an alternative viewpoint, said Rowan the Whiskey of Hellertown. June Everett, the national campaign director for the after-school Satan Club, said the club only goes into a school where the parent has requested its presence. It usually comes after a kiddo has been sent a Good News Club flyer, said Everett. Good News Club is another after-school program at the Valley at the Middle School that's sponsored by a local evangelical evangelical church that discusses the Bible. <laughs> Everett said or Everett said that the after school Satan Club's presence in the schools is about inclusion. As members of the Satanic Temple Temple, we do not believe in or worship the devil. We do not tell them Satan is the good guy and that God is real. And, and that God is not real. We don't teach about our actual beliefs in the club. She said that the club teaches children about compassion and creative thinking. And it's the name and the image on the flyers that's creating concern, associating it with such a figure that we commonly equate with being evil. Not a good thing, in my opinion, said Reverend Lisa Bohr. The school district superintendent released a statement that said religious groups are among those in the district has allowed to rent our facilities over the years. By law, the district cannot discriminate against which groups want to use the facilities. That's wild. You think about this white people shit, bro? Because this is some this is some caucasity. Uh, I, you have to be more more specific. What what do I feel about what part? I mean, it's it's hard to say because they kind of right. Which I mean, you feel like they you feel like they what you think about having a satanic club at the middle school? That's what I'm. <laughs> If you got if if they follow all the rules of the rest of the clubs, you gotta let them have it. It ain't my opinion of it. It's it's the rules. You gotta you got a set of rules. They follow your rules. What can you do? Do you think that 
it should i don't think that it starts the conversation that it should because well i don't even know for the people who feel like you should have god in schools i feel like they don't realize what they're really saying because they're operating under the pretext that everyone wants that you know what I'm saying? Or, like or, everyone, or. like they don't realize that like they could be infringing upon someone else's beliefs in the same way that this shit infringes upon their beliefs and their opinion. Or, or they do know and they just don't care. Facts. Do you, do you think that they actually doing this shit because they believe in it? Nigga, the flyer says puzzles, games, nature activities, arts, crafts, snacks, and tons of fun. They could have called it the Satanic Temple After School Satan Club with a little picture of the devil with a little mustache. I think that they are antagonizing those people on purpose. They trolling them? I don't. Yeah, like they're just messing with them, in my opinion. Like if they if they were really trying to push it, they would be like, oh, they in there teaching about Jesus? Well, we really hear learning about Satan. Well, look, let me ask you this. As a nigga who grew up in church. What's the percent chance you will let your kid go to Satan Club meeting? I mean, why would my kid be in there? Bro, your reaction to this shit is like literally what people should think of. Like they don't even consider it from that from that mentality, bro, where it's like that literally don't have shit to do with me. If you my if my child came home and was like, "Hey, Dad, I'm going to go to this Satan Club meeting," my first question was like, "I'm not going to lie." My first question was, "What the hell y'all doing with a Satan Club meeting at the, at the school?" Bruh. That's my first question. What the hell? Then I'm gonna be like, "Why do you want to go there?" And they'd be like, "Oh man, because my my friend, you know, John goes, and John said they just be in there playing Monopoly and Sorry and like drinking punch and eating, eating crackers and shit." I'm gonna be like, say less. Like, I'm gonna pull up. You will have to see it. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna pull up. And if that's really what they are, I'm gonna be like, bet. Like, yeah, you got a little Satan Club. Like, yeah. I don't know how I would tell my family. I'd be like, yeah, oh yeah. He, yeah, Junior, he had You know, you yeah, would not Satan tell your club. mama that you let your kid go to Satan, go to Satan Club. club. Nigga. Yeah, right. But like, to me, <laughs> it, uh, to me, that reminds me of, uh, do you watch Stranger Things? I don't. They got like a Hellfire Club or something like that, and like it's just it's they little dungeons and it's they little dungeons and dragons club, bro. But it's called the but, Hellfire Club, so everybody be like, "Oh my god, they're gonna go to hell!" Like, but it ain't even shit. Like, hey, they just they're fighting invisible dragons and shit. Like, it's just a game. Like, it's just look, a game. Nigga. We got oh, one no. last thing. Okay, we out of okay. here. It's some I got some new music. You know what I'm saying? Keys always likes me with some shit. It's a new segment, my nigga. Fellas, hit me one time. We got to do better. Better. Got to do better, babe. What's that? What's got that? to do better. Huh? Oh that's, oh, that's the name of your new segment? We got to do better. We got to white people do this. We got to have something for us, too, bro. For this one, I got a unique reason why I got to be in here. It's some things that I feel like there are some crimes that I feel like have been pretty much exclusive to the white community. 
and teacher-student relations have been a hallmark of the white lady archetype. Not all white ladies, but it is a white lady archetype. The, the, the white lady teacher who's fucking the students. It happens all the time. Houston middle school teacher accused of sexually assaulting students. A Houston ISD middle school teacher is facing charges for allegedly sexually assaulting at least two of her students. Destiny Hillsman. D-E-S-T-I-N-I-E. It was at this moment, Freeze, that I knew that this was not going on white people do this. Let's see. Spell that again. D-E-S-T-I-N-I-E. What's your last name? Oh, I've seen the picture. Hillsman. Hillsman. H I L L S. It comes out. Oh, oh. Black as hell. Black as hell. Oh. She looks like she she like Shorty from. She looked like Shorty from 60 Days In that had the fake weave. You remember? Bro, she do. That's so tragic. Hold on, y'all. I got to pull it up for anybody on the podcast. Hold up. Oh, my goodness. She got a $55,000 bond. Yep, I'm about to read it. <sighs> Prosecutor said in charging documents that the... Oh, sorry. She was arrested in October 22 and charged for relationships with two of her middle school students earlier that year. Prosecutor huh? said in charging documents that the victims of her assaults were 13 and 14-year-olds when they investigated the case. Hillsman allegedly assaulted the 13-year-old victim repeatedly during the summer of 2022. Charging documents stated teacher brought the 13-year-old to the mall, a water park, a movie, before bringing the student to her home and getting in the bed with her. Oh, it was a girl. Dang. That's the that told that police that the encounter then became Hills sexual as Hillsman kissed the student multiple times and cussed the student's breast. Authorities alleged in charging documents that Hillsman and the student exchanged I love you text during the period when Hillsman was assaulting her. Um, it, it, it show, charging documents also show that she exchanged an inappropriate sexual test with her 14-year-old victim. I really want to see how sexual you can get, but I don't even know if you know how. She's not the only one to blame for the relationship and stated that the student and her both made a mistake. That's what she said. Wow. Nah. Bammer hammer. Hit them all. Yeah, man. Gotta get them. I don't I don't discriminate. I don't discriminate with uh with, with pedophiles, bro. Like Bammer Hammer, they all get the Bammer Hammer. And for y'all black, on the podcast, we'll black, see what white. she looks like. That's destiny. What's crazy is it's, it's somebody that's watching this right now. Like, I would have gave her some D. She didn't have to mess with them kids. I Bro, I was thinking the exact opposite when I seen it. When I seen it, I was literally sitting there thinking. And it's this terrible. Because I try not to. I'm trying to do this thing where I don't talk about people, parents, and things like that. Because, like, that's just trash shit to me. It's like low-hanging fruit. It's like, why would you even do that? It's like, well, you know, people talking about how you look, whatever, whatever. But. Usually when you see these, like the, the teacher was fucking the students, it's at least a teacher who the, uh, the students would be like, oh, nigga, you got to see I hit Miss Hillsman. But I ain't going to lie. If I hit Miss Hillsman, I wouldn't want niggas to know. Bro, first of all, was they, was they both girls? Did they clarify mm-hmm. that in the story? It didn't it clarify with girls? the 14-year-old, but it looked like it. 
That's trash. Bammer hammer. Get that bitch up out of here. Yeah, because we don't believe in that bullshit narrative where they be like, oh, some of them girls be fast-ass girls, whatever, whatever. Like, nigga, it ain't no fast-ass girl. They they kids. You an adult. Listen, my thought process has always been the same on this. When we was in school and we had little fast-ass shawties, and it was a lot of little fast-ass shawties, and we right here on the military town, so you know how they be getting in with all the military cats. We always thought the military dudes was weird. We're like, bro, so you just came, like, you just pulled up in a Camaro and picked up a girl that just left algebra? <laughs> bro, you're lame. Fucking weirdo. You're lame. What are you going to do? You going to help her with her homework? I bet you don't because you joined the military fresh out of high school because what? You had all these prospects, right? Get out of here. Stop it. Bro. Them dudes is weird. Say, you can't help with no homework, nigga. <laughs> them, dudes, them dudes is weird. Especially, bro, especially if they came from different places and they came out here. Bro, what you? How you come from Mississippi and you gonna help? You gonna help somebody with some homework? Stop it, nigga. Say, cause C's Stop get it. degrees, but D's get deployed. Tell them, <laughs> tell them, D's get deployed. Anyway, my nigga, man, it was dope having you on this motherfucker, bro. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Got it in. Yeah, we have to do it again one day, man. Most definitely will, man. Y'all, if you ain't tuned in to the other shit me and Freeze be doing, man, y'all got to come fuck with us, man. We about to drop some shit. About to do some recaps on this good, this Bel Air. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Y'all got to yes, come sir. fuck with us on that for sure. That'll be dropping uh, probably in about a week or two. I'm going to drop a couple episodes all at one time. I'm going to give y'all a big chunk to consume. So y'all go check out the show so you can check out the podcast. I'm not going to lie. I was going to put in, you know what I'm saying, a plug earlier for the for the uh, Bel Air joint we watching. It was back when we was doing the segment about uh, them not watching that tape with Michael Irvin. Remember that when they didn't watch the tape? Yeah. On and Aunt Viv was like, "Y'all didn't watch the damn tape." Yeah. That was what I. That's what I would have been if I if I'm the Marriott who that that hotel's lawyer. That's what I'm gonna ask the niggas as soon as I watch it. Y'all didn't y'all watch, the, watch the motherfucking tape, bro. Y'all put this man out of room and didn't watch the tape. Oh hell no. I don't even know if I can support y'all today. Oh yeah, another thing. Next time I come back, I need my own. I need my own little custom soundboard, just one button, and I need it to be that Boondocks. That's fucked up, but I wouldn't let that shit happen to me though. <laughs> I wouldn't let that shit happen to me though. <laughs> Straight like it, my dude. Already, man. Y'all boys be easy, man. Fuck with y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in to the motherfucking podcast. Well, I say y'all boys, ladies, gentlemen, you know what I'm saying? If your dog is listening in the car, hope your kids ain't listening because they're going to be bad. <laughs> All right, we yeah, out of here, man. Strong, man. One. Yeah. Double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see. Mm. My gift to gab on it. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the... Billion. Yeah, man, you're not tuning in. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions 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 and billions.
and billions 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 and